When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. All right. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bravo by Gaze. I am your host, Larry. We have so much to talk about. Um, We're going to talk about part one and part two of uh, Bethany and Rachel's interview. Uh, Those came out over the last two days. There wasn't really much like going on in the TV space. So we're going to recap last week's episode of Real Housewives of New York. The Salt Lake City trailer dropped for season four. That was explosive. Um, So we're going to get into all of that. I hope you guys had an amazing week, enjoyed everything that came your way, and we're just going to get into it. So I want to start with the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Season 4 trailer. That, from beginning to end, like, jaw-dropping? Like, is I mean, it's like a word that I want to use, but it was crazy. It was drama for the full two and a half minutes that the trailer was, and I loved every single second of it. Mary is back. I know some people have some controversial opinions about her. I always thought that she was, like, kooky and crazy, and, like, she had some good, like, one-liners. She's hilarious, I know that a lot of people really tend to like not like her because of stuff that maybe went on like in her church or whatnot. But, and I can agree with why some people would think that, but I am just kind of like welcoming her back with open arms and ready to see like the crazy shit that she talks about. Like you got to admit guys. And she has some funny one-liners. I mean, Bravo just did a post today like asking people like what their funniest merry moments were and uh, some of them like were amazing like how do you not love you smell like hospital like that is literally the craziest insult i think like i've ever heard someone give someone um there were many others like obviously little girl all of that so we see Mary like right off the bat in the trailer. So again, I'm really excited that she's back. There seems to be so much like relationship drama. Like obviously we see a moment where there's something going on between Whitney and her husband. And she says like, she doesn't like waking up and seeing his ring in the drawer every morning. So there's like, a little bit of like rockiness going on there, it seems like. And I'm interested to see 
what that's about. Like if it has anything to do with the fact that he lost his job because of the show, they put so much money into like her wild rose beauty. Could it be the fact that their relationship is on the rocks because of financials? That's going to be my number one guess. I'm going to assume that it's because it's going to be like a money issue. There seems to be drama between Angie Kay and her husband. Like something is going on there, which congratulations to Angie Kay. She snatched a snowflake. She went from friend of to full-time housewife. Um, If you guys aren't familiar with Angie Kay, she's the one that was friends with Jen Shaw. Jen Shaw threw Sharif's birthday at her house. She dumped water over Angie's head when they were on a vacation. Um, I'm interested to see more about her life and what's going on there because she seems rich. Like she, she seems like rich, rich. So um, congratulations to her. But yeah, it seems that there's some marriage issues going on there with her and her husband. There's a moment in the beginning of the trailer where Meredith is holding Lisa and she was like, do you want me to bring up the husbands? Like, and then she says like, don't fuck with me. So I'm wondering if like, she is alluding to something going on with John. There is so much. We know that there's obviously another new full-time housewife, Monica Garcia. We saw a lot with her in the trailer. She says that she was married in the temple and then she was exiled, I think. I don't know if that's the correct word, but she was kicked out, essentially. There was a moment in the trailer where she said that she was, she said that, like, for 18 months, like, she was sleeping with someone. And I will tell you this. I was listening to another podcast, The Bravo Bottoms, and they had a good take on why they thought she why they thought that they bleeped out who she said that she was sleeping with for 18 months. And I kind of agree with this just based off of what they said. It like just makes so much sense that they think that she was sleeping with her stepfather because in her bio on the BravoTV.com website, they say that she has like an estranged relationship with her mother it would make sense that obviously if she was sleeping with her stepfather, she's no longer getting along with her mother. It would also make sense. Maybe that's the reason why she was excommunicated from the temple. And when they bleep out the beginning of who she says that it was with, that she was doing this for the past 18 months with, it looked like she was about to say like, fuck, like father, like they cut it at like the F you could tell she was about to say something that began with an F again. That's allegedly, I have no idea if that is the case, like, holy shit. <laughs> like you've got Maryam Cosby with her step granddaddy. You've got a parent, allegedly Monica with her stepfather. It is insane. Uh, but I couldn't have agreed more with the boys in regards to their theory about that portion. Um, You see that Monica is trying to like keep up with the lifestyle 
of these ladies. And I don't know if it's the lifestyle of these ladies or maybe the lifestyle of the ladies in general when she first moved to Salt Lake. Because there is a moment in the trailer where she says that she went into a Louis Vuitton store and bought a bag just so that she can keep up and have something nice to have like around these women. I don't know, like I said, where that's going. If it was with these Salt Lake City women specifically or if it was with women in general when she first moved to Utah or maybe like before she had any type of money or whatnot. But, I mean, how much did you spend like on that bag? Like, if you don't have any money, what are you doing going to Louis Vuitton and trying to get something to impress these women? I'm interested to see what goes on with Monica. There's another moment in the trailer where she says, like, I would sleep with John. And she's looking at Meredith and Lisa Barlow. And she goes, I would sleep with John and I would sleep with Seth. (laughs) Like, she seems to have no shame in her game. I kind of like that about her. I noticed already that a few of the women are not following her and she's unfollowed some of them. Like I know her and Heather don't follow each other. So I'm interested to see where that goes. It sounds like she maybe have, has like stirred up some drama between the Salt Lake city ladies. Um, There were some hilarious moments there. I mean, I literally almost died when Heather got into the car and there was that person dressed up like a rabbit in the back seat. Like God bless her because if that was me, I I don't know what I would have done. Like, thank God that like she wasn't driving because I probably would have crashed the car if that was me. I'm also interested to see who that was. Like, I'm assuming maybe it was one of her kids or her business partner. But regardless, I mean, obviously, Jen Shaw is not in the picture. I'm interested to see if the women are going to talk about her and like what happened. But if they don't, like, I honestly, like, I don't think I'm going to be bothered by it. I mean, there's nothing really that I would want to hear from any of them unless one of them, like, goes to visit her in prison. But I don't think that that's been the case. I feel like if that were the case, then we would have already heard that, like, in the news outlets. So season four looks very promising it does come out september 5th um so make sure that you guys are ready for that i'm excited to meet all the new ladies i mean last year we had an angie harrington as a friend of see you later sister she's not on anymore so we have the six women and Maryam cosby I want to know what you guys thought about the trailer. Are you excited about season four? Are you excited for the new ladies? Are you excited for the return of Mary M. Cosby? Tell me all of your thoughts because I'm hyped. And I usually, I'll tell you this. I loved Salt Lake City when it first came out. I was like, yes, we have a new city, new ladies. It's going to be amazing. I loved all of the Housewives season one. And then season two came and I was like, okay, I still like it. I kind of picked my faves. They switched from season one to season two, who my favorites were. And then by season three, they kind of lost me because I was like, not really like messing with it. Like there were times where I really wasn't watching it live. And usually I'll watch all of these shows live. 
So they kind of lost me a little bit in season three, but season four looks so good. We're like, I cannot wait to tune in for the premiere. So, I mean, add it to the list of things that we're going to talk about because I'm sure it's going to be juicy. I can't wait to get into it with you guys. And our snowflakes are back. I'm, I'm excited for it. It's like perfect timing. All right. So uh, there was no new Orange County on this week. So I want to recap this last episode of Roni with you. And then we're going to get into the good stuff. So you guys know, I've said it before, I'm obsessed with these women. There isn't one that I've like fallen off yet. I mean, I obviously have my favorites, but I don't dislike any of them. And they delivered another, like, banger episode. We start off the episode with the ladies at the Bryn's Giving. And it starts off with Bryn opening up about her family and, like, what happened and how there was times where she, like, just took, wanted to, like, drink a whole thing of Dimetap to, like, never wake up again when she was younger. And it literally just breaks my heart for her. Uh, she does talk about, the ladies asked her, like, if she ever reconnected with any of her family members. She did say that, unfortunately, although the, her, unfortunately, her father did pass, she was able to reconnect with him prior to that. And uh, they had so, they had somewhat of a relationship prior to him passing. So I'm glad that that did happen for her. And she was able, I mean, obviously, we don't know the conversation that they had, but I'm glad that she was able to reconnect with him and maybe get some sort of closure in regards to any thoughts that she may have had as to the way that he acted when she was younger. I mean, she, Bryn like delivers it, delivers it every week. She's an open book. She's funny. She's hilarious. And she's really the one that I think has opened up the most her and her Uba and Sai. Um, we've been getting a lot into the background of their life. Um, and I just, I can't wait to see more. We obviously get into everything that maybe Jessel had said in the Hamptons. Um, they Aaron brings up Jessel calling them cackling hags. And I'm going to tell you guys, Jessel is like, she's just like, She's one that is, like, absolutely standing out to me. She's in my favorites. And uh, what I'm not surprised that she is, but, like, I... Oh, yeah, no, yes. I'm very... I'm not very surprised. I'm just... She, it's not who I was expecting to be, like, in my top three. But she's in there. I just think that, like, her... I don't know if it's, like, her British humor or whatnot, but, like, I just find her to be funny. And... Uh, like, she just, the way that the girls interpret what she's saying, they don't get it. But, like, I feel like if I feel like if you just kind of have a somewhat of an idea of who she is, that, like, you would think it's hilarious. When she said calling someone a cackling hag is like saying hello or cheerio, I about lost it because let's be let's be real that you're not going to go up to someone and be like hi you, you cackling hag like it's just not like something that sounds like 
endearing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not something that, like, you would... I, it's an insult. To me, it comes off like an insult. And she tried to put a bow on it and wrap it up nicely and just say that, like, that's just how they, that's just how British people are. We use that all the time. Um, that's one thing, girl, that I have to disagree <laughs> with you on. Um, but I did love, and this is, like, the perfect example, I think, when Aaron said should I call you a stupid bitch and just be like, no big deal. That's just how we are in New York. (laughs) I mean, fair. Like she got you there, Jess. So like cackling hag is not anything. I think anybody would appreciate being called, but I thought it was hilarious that she tried to cover it up. It was, it was very funny. And then we're done. Bryn's giving is over. That was two episodes long. I really enjoyed Sai, like with her. I don't know if they're employees or like interns. You know how like Sonia Morgan had interns that worked for her. I want to say they're her employees. So we get an, like a glimpse into the influencer world that Sai is in and like what she does for work. Now I will tell you this. I only know Sai through her being rumored to be on Roni and obviously now her being on the show. I didn't know who she was prior, but going back and looking at her Instagram, she is very much like immersed in this fashion influencer world. People would literally like live by like what she posted. So she posted something it people would instantly run and buy it and looking at the products that she had on her desk that she had gifts from jimmy choo fendi um she had she talked about a partnership she was having like with victoria's secrets she has top tier partnerships and good for her because, I mean, she has hundreds of thousands of followers. She obviously knows what she's doing. We saw in a prior episode that she, like, had one of the girls, like, take a slow-mo video of her when they were in the Hamptons. And if you just scroll her Instagram, every photo is just, like, amazing. And, like, literally, like, it could be in a magazine. I mean, the poses, like, the backgrounds, wherever she, like, it's parts of New York City when she's traveling. Like, she just knows what she's doing. And I love that because I can barely work Instagram or TikTok. I have no, I have no idea what to do there. So it's, it's like, very interesting to see. And uh, I just, so I don't know if those girls were, in like, interns or whatnot. But I do love the fact that she's, like, I have employees that work for me. She's like, I have attorneys. I have a brand manager. She has assistants. And uh, it's very funny because, oh, it's not funny. It's interesting because you would think that maybe some of these people just like do it alone. And to know that she has like, it takes like a whole team of people behind her really gives you like an eye that like gives you like an insight to the fact that, like, maybe 
that type of influencing lifestyle is just like much more than like what meets the eye. I did love that she said that like she offers health benefits and like it's just so funny. Like she's legit. She's like a legit brand and company. And uh, I know a lot of people were like, "Oh my god, I'm not going to watch the new Roni because it's just filled with influencers and like I don't want to see influencers in New York. I want to see the real like ladies that live in New York. Well, I think Sai is the only influencer on the cast. Uba's a model. Aaron is a real estate agent. Jenna works in fashion. Jessel works in fashion. And Bryn is just fabulous. So maybe she's like another semi-influencer, but I don't know. I, I think like she's legit like a brand and businesswoman and it's good to me it's interesting to see because like who doesn't like it's like a fascinating world who doesn't want to like get a glimpse into it and i wonder i just wonder how much she makes on that stuff like with those big brands that she has she's got to be collecting the coin and good for her like get the bag girl get the bag it then we then get into the conversation between jessel and aaron where they meet for coffee this conversation could not have gone any more left. These two just do not, they just do not understand each other. They just need to agree. And I think they did. Obviously they did at the end of this, they agreed that like, they'll just be cordial. Like at this point right now, Aaron doesn't understand Jessel. Jessel's taking everything that Aaron says like the wrong way. These girls just do not get each other. They sit down, they're talking. Aaron's like, oh, like this is like my home based spot. Like this is my coffee shop in my neighborhood. And then you get the comment from Jessel. Um, Tribeca is like very up and coming. And uh, <laughs> you would have thought. Aaron just saw a ghost. <laughs> like, I feel like in New York City, Tribeca is like a very well-established like neighborhood. There's a ton of like celebrities and just like very wealthy people that live there. That even Aaron made the comment like it just it just proves to me that like you're not from New York and you just got here yesterday. Maybe Jessel just isn't familiar. I think Jessel lives in Chelsea, and Chelsea's like obviously amazing and that is all also it's an already established like neighborhood but she she really triggered Aaron with that comment and she's like it up and coming like it already is established and when the only thing Jessel could say was well it could use a restaurant like Oh my, like, that's where, like, I think she realized in that moment that she shouldn't have said that. And like, she put her foot in her mouth, but like, girl, Tribeca is, it is established. It is plenty of restaurants. They don't need one more. What are you going to put in there? A catch? I'm just kidding. (laughs) But these two, like, I mean, Jessel gets offended because Aaron says that like, maybe you've just been like, maybe you've just been catered to like your whole life. And like, you just come off as like pretentious and like all of this stuff. And then Jessel gets offended that she insinuated that like, she's a princess. Well, I mean, 
Jessel is a stunning, stunning woman. She's obviously, her and Pobbit have done really well for themselves. And uh, I mean, if someone is going to perceive you like that, just like, I would just take it with a grain of salt and keep it pushing. And then as they get to know you, they'll learn that like, that's just not how you are. I can, let me tell you though, I couldn't stop laughing at like the Tribeca conversation. It was just so, it was the craziest thing like to even talk about, but they agreed to just, just move forward and like not even hopefully never bring this up again. I mean, we see obviously where we're going to next is the party that Jessel had for the fashion designer that she's now representing. Jessel is a like fashion PR person. She used to do PR for Michael Kors and you can tell by the people that she had at this party that like she, she knows people. She's like well-connected in that realm. She had editors from Vogue Arabia. She had, Oh, she had Lynn Yeager, like a columnist and editor for Vogue, who like when I saw her, I feel like I felt like Bryn when Bryn was like she was like taken aback. Like she like was at a loss for words. And cause I've seen her like online or like in magazines, like you know who this woman is with like the lip. She has like this tiny little like lip tattoo and like the two red dots on her face. I feel like if you watch the episode and you saw her, like you've seen her before. Um, but she had like the people from paper magazine. She had so many like people in like big people in the fashion world at this party. She's very, very well connected. So when Aaron arrives, Jessel, like is she approaches her immediately and was like, listen, I think that like it was just a misunderstanding and I just want to squash it and move forward. They agree to it. It is what it is. They're moving forward. I literally died when they brought up this whole thing about Jenna not showing up because she had an event. When in reality, like she was just at home with her son. To me, I mean, like, obviously, like, she said she had an event. Maybe in the moment it was just like the word that came to mind, but like to even like bring it up and drag it out, like guys, like it is not that serious. Like she didn't show up because she said she only gets to see her son two weeks out of the month of December. She wanted to do Christmas decorations and just spend time with her family. So the fact that she missed a fashion event, I don't think you should hold it against her. And Make it a bigger deal than what it is. How many fashion events do you think Jenna Lyons has been to? She's probably been to a million of a million parties, just like the one that Jessel was throwing. So to her, to miss one probably isn't a big deal. Should she have taken it into consideration that Jessel is like a friend of hers and like wanted her there? Sure. But she should also understand Jessel being in the fashion world that, like, it's probably not a big deal if she didn't go. She wanted to hang out with her son. Leave her be. Jenna Lyons, I mean, I just, I love, I love her. 
she's like to me she's like so quiet right now and like she's like quietly getting involved in things and like but i just like she can right now she's done no wrong to me i do though before we wrap this up want before we wrap up talking about roni there was a moment in the episode where jenna had her friend come over and jenna like resells her clothes that she doesn't wear anymore like old designer things and uh, i mean jesus christ like talk about like fashion icon she literally took this woman to a storage space like in an apartment beneath where she lives and it is just loaded with racks of clothes and this is what I wanted to bring up in regards to like that moment. She was asking her friend for help on pieces that she should sell. But these pieces were like iconic, like moments in fashion. She had something she wore to the Met Gala. She had something that she wore when she met Kate Middleton. She had something that she wore when she met with, when she met the Obamas for the first time. And she had something that Beyonce had worn. And to me, there's no way in hell I'm getting rid of any of that. <laughs> like, how do you put a price on some of that clothing when like they're like they were you wore them like in historical moments, like in maybe your career or in life or whatnot? But you better believe if I had something that Beyonce wore. It would like literally be like in a glass case and like nobody would touch it. It would be in a safe behind closed doors and I would pray to it every night. But like, I I think she did end up selling a few of those things, but she, it just goes to show like, she literally is like, she, she is fashion, right? I mean, she's in that world. And for us in the Bravo space, she is, Right now she is fashion. I want to know what her takes are on some of the outfits that Dorit has worn. They need to do that. They need to have a panel at BravoCon and it needs to be a fashion panel hosted by Jenna Lyons and she needs to rate people's looks live in front of them. They need to come out wearing outfits that they've worn on the show and Jenna needs to rate that. I would be first in line at that panel because that would be hilarious. But guys... Another great episode from Roni. These ladies are killing it. And uh, I can't wait to see what's going to happen next week. All right, guys. We are going to get into it. All of a sudden, you guys are listening to this on Friday. All of a sudden on Wednesday, I woke up. And this is what I get for sleeping in. I usually wake up at 7. I woke up at 8. The first thing I do every morning is log into Instagram. Check, like, what's going on there. I usually go to all the outlets, People, Entertainment Tonight, E! Online, Entertainment Weekly, Page Six. It's just like a normal morning routine, you know? Like, people usually, like, get up, roll over, and check their phone. I usually do that, like, as soon as I wake up and, like, while I'm drinking coffee. This is why I don't sleep in, guys, because I literally woke up and Bethany dropped that she 
did an interview with Rachel. And uh, let me tell you, I could not run fast enough to the podcast app to listen to that part one. This interview, it was, I mean, in the beginning, I was like, what the hell is going, like, what the hell is going on? If you guys don't listen to Morgan's Pop Talks, she called this out, I think it was like maybe maybe about a week or two ago, and she said, like, I bet Rachel isn't coming back to Vanderpump Rules because Bethany got to her first. Fast forward, that is exactly what happened. They, Bethany did a, th- she did a three-part sit-down with Raquel. The first part was about an hour. Second part came out Thursday. It was about 35 minutes after you take out all her ads that she does because Bethany's podcast is literally just like a dumping spot for ads. She has like seven, she usually does like seven minute episodes and five minutes of those are ads. It was, the sec part two was probably like 23 minutes. And then part three drops today, which is Friday, the day that you guys are listening to this. Guys, this is insane. It is like very reminiscent of the Howie Mandel interview that Tom did with Howie. Bethany, straight off the bat, says that she has never watched Vanderpump Rules. She didn't really like, she just started watching like the reunion and then maybe went back and watched a couple of episodes. We all know, obviously, it's very apparent that Bethany has, she got to Rachel. She is doing this reality reckoning where she is just, like, trying to unionize, like, everything in the reality world, which I'm not going to touch on that because I don't really know too much about what she's trying to do. But she got to Rachel, and in my opinion... She is using Rachel to be, like, the number one example as to why she is, like, going and doing all of this and doing all of this stuff in regards to her reality reckoning, if that's what she calls it. Number one, Rachel didn't get paid for this sit-down. She was offered an open space to talk about whatever she wanted without any editing. But she didn't get any any coin. And Bethany's num- Bethany's like number one thing that she has been talking about is explo- um, exploitation without compensation. Like these people not getting paid for the work that they're doing. So you didn't you didn't pay her to come on your podcast. You should have paid her as well as offered her that open forum but instead you didn't and you used it as like another it was just and like she had so many ads like the ad revenue she probably got from this is insane and i don't know what she there's no way that i know what she could have made off of these three episodes but it just seems a little suspicious they start off, Rachel says that she chose Bethany as the place to go because Bethany is a force to be reckoned with. And she like saw 
the videos that she was making online. I mean, I can't roll my eyes hard enough at like this conversation that they had. She also states that like her mom is a fan of Bethany and they talked about a lot like in this first, um, in this first part. And uh, she really just said that like, she wants Rachel to be heard and like all of this stuff. And uh, there was some interesting topics that I want to hit. And so I have like a list of them that I'm like, I want to go over like with you guys. Um, Rachel in the first part said that like, she was excited for season 10. She was single. She wanted people to like get to see a whole new side of herself. And she thought this was going to be her season to like make some money because she was told as the time goes on, the better you are, the more money you'll make. Bethany proceeded to say that from what she heard, Rachel, from what Bethany heard, Bethany's interns make more money than Rachel did on season 10. Come to find out, Rachel, it came out that Rachel made $361,000 for season 10. Lisa Vanderpump had said it in a video saying, you know, she, I, I saw that. No, she made this much money. She was very well paid for what she did. Bethany had no fucking idea what she was even talking about. You think she pays her interns over $360,000? Please. I like, I would, I want to see the, I want to see their pay stubs. And if, and if so, Bethany, are you hiring? (laughs) I'm just kidding. There's no way you would catch me working for her. She's fucking crazy. Um, But like, it was like, just like the monetary stuff. Like it was just, it was wild. Like the fact that she, the fact that she even said that, like literally I was, my mouth was agape. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, she was saying like all of this stuff, like how it wasn't fair that like Tom and Ariana were like making money off of this and whatnot. A bunch like and she and she was not. And I mean to me, I don't know like how you think you were going to be. I don't think I don't to me, I don't know like what in your mind thought that you would be like compensated for like the actions that you did like i don't know like what brand you she was like i feel like she was almost like blacklisted for a moment so like what company is going to pay you and like want to work with you for the actions that you did and it go to her she was making it go back to like it was a lot of like production there was a lot of her saying that she was never best friends with Ariana. They never hung out outside of filming that her only best friend was Sheena. And she said that if she didn't know that the relationship, how do I want to put this? She said that if the relationship was wasn't as bad as she thought that it was, she wouldn't have done this. So she thought that they were bad, but like she thought that they were worse than what they were. So the fact of the matter is she still like it, you still would have done it. It was just, it was a lot. And I just like, to me, for her taking 90 days 
and going and working on her mental health, which she is. I mean, there were moments that she said, like, she talks about, like, stuff that she did while she was there that kind of, like, helped her realize, like, what is going on with her in regards to, like, needing, like, maybe some type of, like, like, validity from, like, people. And, uh, but for me, like, for her going away for 90 days and coming back and jumping straight on this podcast with Bethany, it was, it was not it. Like, this is not the forum that she should have come out and talk to, talk to someone on. I get it. If you're going to, like, partner up with Bethany and be, like, the number one reason, like, Bethany is doing her reality reckoning that's fine tell her that you'll offer her any information that she wants but to do a sit down and like interview with someone who didn't even watch the show like it just looks it looks really it just it looks really bad um i mean it just i want to talk about part two part one was good but part two was kind of like what threw me part two just came out um yesterday morning so thursday she continued to talk about how sheena assaulted her and she said that sheena had pushed her into a wall she hit her head and that sheena socked her in the face and then threw her phone in the street she's describing this situation while like kind of laughing about it and to me it's like why are you bringing this up again you're bringing up the fact that sheena allegedly punched you in the face you at the reunion talk all the stuff about how you are going to like you wish you would have dropped the restraining order sooner like you gave you told her that like it was in the process of like being dropped you gave her some like weird ass like fake paper it seemed like where to all of us it was like okay sheena was vindicated sheena went to court you didn't show up so in all of our eyes sheena was vindicated and to me she still is like i don't believe i don't believe half the stuff that's coming out of rachel's mouth right now but why after all of that to come back and like now bring it all back up again like, it just, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I feel like you can say that it was production, like, all day long. But I just, I don't buy it. Like, yes, you're on a reality show, but, like, stuff like that is, like, serious and detrimental to, like, people's lives. And, like, I don't know. I'm not on reality TV, so I don't know. If production would aid in like ruining someone like that but i just i don't to me i don't understand why you are bringing it back up after so long she proceeds to talk about how when cameras were brought back up um after the season was already over and after all of this stuff had like been like dropped when scandal first happened um production picked back up to film with them. She talks about a moment where her and Tom were filming at her apartment. And she brings up the fact that um, he had recorded the FaceTime call without her consent. And 
that's i mean like bro that's disgusting like if you even like if that you did that if she had like if she didn't like that is something that needs to be talked about like he's just a douchebag she brings this up and uh, there was an article that came out like months ago on entertainment that like tom was like refusing to like film anymore in regards to scandal she says that she brings this up in front of Tom while they're filming in her apartment. And once it was done, Tom like flipped out and was said he was like going to go on strike from filming Vanderpump if they didn't give him the like chance to have that cut out. So he literally was like, if you don't cut out this scene from her talking to me about me recording the FaceTime, I'm done. Like, I'm walking away from Scandal, and that's it. Which, I hope that's not the case, because if that was something that was talked about on camera, I feel like... And I would hope that they would air it, like, in, like, support of, like, the woman that was, like, done wrong in this situation. But... I mean, we don't know. Like, none of us will know, like, what... The only people that know what actually happened are Tom, Raquel, and the people that were in that apartment during filming. She then goes on to say that Tom told her that during season 11 negotiations, Tom was offered a producer's credit that she thinks was, like, a reward for the scandal of it all. Let me tell you, Tom, along with Rachel, in that moment in time, were probably two of the most hated people in the reality TV world. I would be beyond shocked if I'm watching season 11 and I don't and I don't watch the credits, but if I'm watching season eleven and the credits roll and I see Tom Sandoval's name, there's no way. There is no absolute way that that happened. I just refuse to believe it. A production is there I don't think there's any way that they would even agree to that. I don't think Lisa Vanderpump would agree to having Tom Sandoval's name on there, let alone his cast members. Like that just seemed like too far of a reach for me. Like I just didn't. I didn't buy it. She then, and this is going into like another part of the topic that she talked about on part two. She says that they they start talking about like the spinoff that's filming right now with like Jax, uh, Brittany, Kristen, her boyfriend, and like all these other people that like Vanderpump Rules spinoff. Bethany and her start talking about it, and Rachel starts saying that Kristen was in the, like, recently, like, talking about her relationship with James and kind of, like, what happened behind closed doors. And she thought that Kristen and all of them were given a spinoff to kind of shut Kristen up about talking about that. So that way it they could protect like the longevity of Vanderpump rules. Essentially she was Rachel was saying that like, she thinks that they paid her off to be quiet and not talk about it. I will say 
Kristen did go to her Instagram stories and she did acknowledge that some of the stuff that Rachel did say in that moment of the conversation, and to me, it's pertaining to the James stuff, was accurate. But she 100% denied that she was given a show to kind of shut up about it. And she said that she said that she's too expensive for anyone to pay her to hush her up, which I agree. Kristen, if you listen to her podcast or if you listen to her interviews, she's been like very vocal about how much she hates James and like has talked about stuff. I believe she's written about it in her book. There's no way that like you can, she's like a strong like woman. Like there's no way you're going to shut her up about something like that. So it just like seems to be like they're either exaggerating the story or they're just flat out lying. And I don't know, like there is obviously a part three to it. I don't know what more we're going to get aside from like what we already know. And it was almost like Bethany is like, giving her like she's teeing her up questions that like bethany wants the answers to to help her with whatever like what whatever she's trying to do with like this reality tv thing and rachel is just like answering her and like they and it almost sounds like somewhat rehearsed like she practiced what she was gonna say before she's saying it and it's just, it's to me, it's disgusting and like not the place where she should have done it. I would have loved, obviously, everybody wants to hear what Rachel has to say. We haven't heard from her since that last clip of the interview on that reunion months ago. Um, so obviously, everyone wants to hear what she has to say. I know I do, although, I mean, anybody, anybody would want to hear what she has to say. We've heard Ariana. We've heard Tom. I would want to hear what Raquel has to say. But I wish she would have done it with another outlet that would have done it better or knew what they were talking about. And uh, I want to hear more about like where she's at now and what she's more about like what she's learned than kind of going back and like revisiting everything that happened with Scandival and kind of like blaming it on production just to give Bethany the ammo that she needs to go after whoever the hell she's trying to go after for whatever the hell she's trying to do. It's just a hot mess. I mean, there are certain things in there in the past two parts that, I mean, I'm maybe like, I believe there are some parts in there. I mean, I would always want to take the word of a woman and not like deny that. Like, of course there are parts in there that I believe, but there are also a lot of parts in there where I'm just like, this ain't a, this ain't a girl. Like, <laughs> like, I feel like you are literally just trying to now further the narrative that you're the victim and you may be the victim in certain situations, but in the overall picture, I feel like you are not. And she continued, there were moments where she's like, kept on saying all of this stuff about like Tom and the way he was acting and then how she wasn't friends with Ariana. But then she continued to go on and say that like she gave Tom while she went away, like the key to her apartment so that he could stay there while she was gone. But 
Tom decided to still stay in the house with Ariana. Like, that's another thing, too. Like, I need those two to, like, get it together and figure out their finances and pack up your shit and go. Like, sell that house. What is the holdup? I don't understand why the two of them are still living together. I don't understand how she's filming with him right now. And I'm talking about Ariana and Tom. I understand it's her job, but like, if that were me, if I had to see him every single day while I was filming, I would literally want to like throw something at him or like just cuss him out every single day. Like it just, and then you see him with like these smirks on his face and it just like, it makes my skin crawl having to see him film with all those other people. But I am excited to see how that season turns out because there's so much that's coming out, like obviously photos that we're seeing. So that's for another day. But season, the, or I'm sorry, but episode three, part three of this Bethany and Raquel sit down um, comes out today, Friday. Um, it should be out by the time you guys listen to this because I believe the past two have dropped at 7 a.m. Eastern time. And uh, I am, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm definitely going to be listening. I know a lot of people are like, I'm not giving her the clicks. Sorry. I'm going to give her the click. I'm going to listen to it one time. I'll take notes. I'll post clips so you guys don't have to listen to it and give you the highlights. But I'm, I'm de- I definitely want to hear what else is going to, what else is going to be talked about because at the beginning of this last part too, she was brought up Graham. So I'm sure they're going to talk about how that happened, like how the whole Graham thing came about. And to me, I feel like it's just going to be a lot of more pointing fingers. And I mean, she's Raquel's taken accountability for a few things um, in the past two parts, but I feel like it's just going to be a lot more pointing fingers and not really taking accountability for what happened, but what do I know? I'm not a therapist. I like to pretend that I am one, but I'm not. So part three guys comes out tomorrow. Make sure you listen to that. Um, I'm going to post about it. We'll talk about it next week. If stuff is still coming out about it. There's so much that we have to talk about next week. Like it is just, we get another, Orange County. They had a week off. I can't wait to talk about that. Um, I believe it's the finale for Crappy Lake. I really hope that you guys have been liking that show. I know we only covered it a couple times, but the episodes are so so short. I think I just kind of want to cover it all together and kind of just give my overall thoughts about the whole entire show. I mean, Below Deck, Down Under. Guys, I'm so excited. We're only a month out from Salt Lake City and Southern Charm. And who the hell knows what else is going to pop up in the news between now and next week. But guys, I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode. Make sure, if you haven't, um, to go on and rate, review, follow, subscribe. like Do all that good stuff. Uh, make sure that you're following me on Instagram, X, TikTok. Everything is at Bravo by Gaze. And... I think I have a little bit of a surprise guest for you guys next week. Um, And I can't wait to have a conversation with her. And 
until then, I hope you guys have the best weekend and upcoming week. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Huda Media Production.